This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After Ipswich time, we're different effing class. Against Hull on Tuesday, it's back to Portborough for another top of the table clash with Preston for hopefully more of the same. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and this is the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Graham Pub. We're live every week on YouTube to give you the rundown on town's weekend opponents and you can catch us on demand on podcast afterwards at your leisure. Returning the store of the pre-match show, the man with all the research. Look at his lip, look at his face. Seb Brown, how are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm going to call you out, though, because you bottled the intro. I thought you were going to do the real swear word instead of the radio edit. So I'm disappointed. You want me to chuck, you chuck an F-bomb in after 30 seconds? I don't understand how YouTube works if we get a banning order, if we get in trouble. So I'll leave that in your capable hands. But I'm still a little bit disappointed you didn't do it. If Luke Chambers, the legend appearing at our live event, can do it live on Sky Sports, you should be able to do it on a podcast. Just my uh, views. Okay. I if If enough people a positive about it i will do it at the end of the show before you do your usual sign off how about that have you had a good week we we were chatting on tuesday night which feels like a lifetime ago actually i don't know about you it kind of feels like a long old time ago no okay no, it feels literally like i haven't moved out this chair i'll be honest yes busy, okay. busy week work-wise but yeah back again for the second show this week and then this time tomorrow i will be uh, on the A14 this time, heading back in preparation for the weekend's events. Very excited. That's Friday night for those of you who are listening yes. after the fact. So, uh, yeah, just make sure people can place themselves. So, yeah, we won't talk too much about Hull because you can re-watch that show. Um, excellent numbers. Thank you, everyone, for that. And Mikey's in today. He's had BT in today, so we're really hopeful that Mikey's going to sort himself out there um, next time around. But, yeah, uh, we are here to talk about Preston. We are here to talk about um, all sorts. Turnstar Blues, new issue. Uh, we'll do our championship predictions. As always, new predictor in this week, Seb, um, chancing their hand at trying to upset uh, table topper Seb Brown. Uh, still table topper, I should add. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, plenty to cover. Um, let's say hello to folk in the live chat. It's good to see folks here. Ashley was in early doors. Great to have you with us, Ashley. Charlie's with us as well. Um, can't get over how good we were on Tuesday. Just amazing. And we need to figure out, Seb, whether Preston are going to try and play us at our own game like Hull tried to do or something a little bit different. But we'll be back to talk about that as well. Colin's in the chat as well. Um, very chatty. Hello, everyone there. Um, Romeo, everyone like me. Um, and still buzzing from the other night. I think the buzzing, you can hear a buzzing kind of around the county of Suffolk at the moment, I think. Ed Sheeran adding to the buzz as well, isn't he? Have uh, you seen that footage, the, the, the extended yeah. town in, which is brilliant, isn't it? Where he's pouring pints for people, getting their crisps, meeting people in the director's box. What what fantastic footage that was. I don't know if it was the same as where you were, but when I watched it, it was a bit dusty in my uh, in my household when I watched that the other day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, you're, you are a bit of an old man. so yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really I'm more cynical. Crazy. Um, and worth note, uh, and uh, he, he did a dropped in on Twitter, the town TV studio, and he dropped an F bomb, didn't he? So 
if Ed could do it, if Chamber can do it, then so will I. Um, I've, I'm giving you plenty of warning, but Romeo, great to have you with us. As always, Sully's here, and Sully's got a keen interest there because Sully is the man taking us on in the predictions. So we shall see how Sully, well, we'll see how Sully gets on next week, but we'll, I think I would describe his predictions as flamboyant. I'll leave it at that. Evening to Neil, evening to John B. Uh, Tim is with us. Good evening, all bag packed for Journey to Town tomorrow. I hope it doesn't take nine and a half hours again. Wow. Uh, Fingers crossed for you, Tim. Not a great day to be traveling, is it? On a Friday, Matt is here. Seabass is here. Rob, Jules. Um, uh, yeah, John B, that bench cam on town TV is a good watch. I've made that into a GIF, by the way. If anyone wants the animated GIF file of Kieran McKenna celebrating, I think our first goal, um, then give me a message. Uh, yeah, um, add your own quotes to it. Mark is with us as well. Uh, Darren, the hits keep on coming. Uh, Baron is here. Oh, Chris is here from New Zealand. We'll talk about um oceana as we called it uh on tuesday night in a bit yeah, i got uh, that one wrong didn't i yeah yeah the asia cup um and steve uh great to be a blue absolutely michael's here Stephen bills evening tractor boys and girls lovely stuff thank you everyone for getting involved good numbers as always um and then uh, i have to dash gents enjoy <laughs> charlie's just come to say hello now he's off um, what a legend hopefully everyone yeah, else charlie, is gonna stick around but thank you charlie for yeah for at least saying hello Let's do bits and pieces of news. Firstly, if you are watching on YouTube right now, we have put our player of the month poll in the chat um, asking you for September player of the month. Seb, um, can I surprise you? Uh, Vlasov Hladky is leading the way uh, quite significantly on that one. So, yeah, we, we will, this is now a monthly feature. Uh, you guys will help us figure out who are. Play, uh, who ITFC's player of the month is at least from Blue Monday's point of view and so um, vote now um, and we will announce that at the end of the show and we'll do an image file and at them in a tweet or an, a post on X um, so they know all about it but um, feels like a no-brainer Seb uh, the other nominees by the way Morsi Luongo I think Morsi and Luongo are going to get nominated every month um, yeah they're just so so consistent Luongo was the one that came to my mind if I'm being honest yeah because he was you know the the winning goal against Blackburn was superb and he's, he's just immense every game he gets better and better and he's given us that amazing great new chant now as well it should get him a couple of extra bonus points but Flacky is the logical one you know I was at Huddersfield last Saturday four huge saves to keep us in the game before the late equaliser and then the two kind of pre-assists against uh, uh, against Hull on, you over. Against Hull on Tuesday night. So, yeah, what a, what a superb month he's had. And, yeah, a week ago we started discussing Walton versus Slacky, and I think both our views might be might be changing by the game at the moment. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, Amari Hutchinson is also the other nominee and has made a goal-scoring impact and an assist at Huddersfield as well. So the, it's the period Cardiff through to Huddersfield. So don't factor in Hull yet. That will be next month. But yeah, do give us your votes. Um, uh, it's still Twitter, Rich. They've rebadged it, you fool. Um, hello to Alex in Boston. I'm not sure we've ever had a Bostonian join the chat. Plenty from the States. Um, so hello to Alex. Great to have you with us. Um, Colin referring to our away, yeah, our away following better now than it was in the 70s and 80s. I think it's probably because you can get better allocations these days, maybe. But um, Rob mentioning um, new joiner on our Telegram group, by the way. Hi, to Rob. Vaz's interview on the official podcast, A Grid Listen. Yeah, recommend that. Evening to Paul. Um, Romeo Luanga got my vote, but I've got no problem with Vaz getting the nod. Other bits and pieces of news. We've we've put his name up there. He, Matt Makin of the Turnstile Blues crew, will be out selling Turnstile Blues fanzine, Seb. And... It's that, it feels like it's coming to an end. Can you believe it? How many years do you think Turnstile Blues has been going for? Uh, well, obviously, it started with the, the, the Turnstile Blues as a reference to Simon Clegg, so we must be talking 2010, 2011-ish, I'm guessing, in that, that kind of ballpark, I'm thinking. 11 years, 29 yeah. issues, um, Turnstile Blues. I guess it's kind of a bittersweet kind of situation because you, you, you're right. When they started out, it was about highlighting what Marcus Evans was or wasn't really doing and running the club and things have changed so much that the agenda is very much different. And, um, and therefore it, they're not saying it's the last edition, but it it's, it's kind of like when bands say we haven't got any plans to release any music <laughs> kind of thing. So you never know. Um, so uh, 
this is kind of like one of those collector's items kind of situations for particularly for those who like collecting football fanzines but um certainly it marks kind of an end of an era really um in this um issue the importance of holding owners to account um just to remind us in case things ever change um there's a profile of our years in league one were they worth it to be where we are now um they've got part two of their marcus stewart interview as well started uh, last time around in the previous issue there's, there's a profile of itfc women's season so far look back on scott duncan another manager who trod the route from manchester to ipswich a critical eye on the new membership not everything is positive said you've got to be you've got to be constructively critical so they have a look at the new membership scheme which to be fair has maybe been a bit divisive or split some people and the usual irreverent humor um, you can catch them. I think there may be some sales at the Greyhound, our mates at the Greyhound. Otherwise, look out for them on the corner of Portman Road near the Sir Ralph Ramsey statue, the North Stand and the Cobbold Stand. I think it's still a pound. And if it is a pound, Seb... That's amazing. 11 years and the price has never changed. That is incredible. And that's testament to the hard work those, those guys put in because we all know the world now. Everything seems to have gone up two, 300%. But for those guys to keep knocking out that quality content and keeping it a quid is phenomenal. So, yeah. A huge hats off. Well done. Thank you for all the hard work you've put in over the last 11 years or so. And like you say, it's bittersweet, isn't it? It's the, the end of an era for it, but it shows we're in great hands for the for the time being. Matt has confirmed. Still only one pound. You can't get anything for a pound. So there you go. Join, um, find the guys on Saturday and get your copy. I think you can get them online as well. At turnstar underscore blue, I think is the Twitter. Matt will put that in the chat if I've got that wrong. I think you can buy some on eBay as well. But yeah, do support the guys. And yeah, as Seb said, thank you for all of your hard work over the years. Evening, folks are joining us. Do take a chair. Do chill out. We're talking about Preston shortly, but a couple more bits and pieces of news. I have got a complicated history being in England supporter, Seb. Um, right. kind of like Sometimes it's a bit of a struggle, isn't it, to enjoy supporting England. And I kind of feel like um in the international window coming up i might want to support australia tell me why seb i don't know that's a bit weird i mean it's obviously much more exciting at tournament football but yeah okay i don't really get that one the, the international breaks are incredibly frustrating you don't you think remember. you don't understand you wrote the script mate why would i want to support australia no i understand why because of luongo and, and, and yeah. cameron burgess obviously being called up but being a host being- go with it if you're being genuine, that's a bit weird. No, great for those two. Obviously, Birdie's got his first cap in the States last month. Uh, he's in the squad for the second time. And Luongo makes a return after four years, I think it is, away. I think his last cap was in 2019. He won 43 caps so far. Dropped off the radar despite being you know, a pretty pretty consistent player at kind of championship and league one level. But he's made it back as well, which is great for him. Great for him and Burgess. They're not flying away. The games are in London. It's a friendly against England at Wembley. And it's a friendly against... Arms would be very tired if they were flying away. The Brentford, um, you're on one tonight, aren't you? The uh, the Brentford Community Stadium. So they're not travelling, which is great for us. It might have further implications with the not the Oceania Cup, the Asia Cup on the uh, on the horizon, maybe. But great for those two. Brilliant news. Hopefully they'll get some some minutes against England. We can all watch them play at Wembley against England. And, and just a note for Sammy Moores as well. Didn't make the final Egypt squad today, so we've had Luongo join up with the squad. Burgess still in one, and Moores has kind of been been left out of one. So what that details for January, I have no idea at this point. But but great for those guys and great for us because they're not flying off halfway around the world. It's a a pretty easy trek for them. And what it suggests is there is an unbelievable Egyptian midfielder somewhere that none of us know the name of. Um, Because that's the only logic I can think of there. So, um, yeah. Well, So, uh, Eric does make a very good point. What about the awful colours? Yeah, fair point on Australia. Hopefully they'll be wearing the away kit. But it would be great to see them up against England, wouldn't it? Um, And who knows what might follow after that. Finally, ITFC Women, before we talk about Preston. uh, The women are on the road this week. And uh, Oxford. Oxford typically have been quite, um, they've had a bit of a fortress. I don't think they've lost the league game at their home, current home ground until this season. Hashtag beat them. Hashtag beating everyone at the moment. So town, um, yeah, I've got, yeah, probably the best opportunity to get an away win a, a while. Obviously a positive season start for us. Oxford maybe a little bit in transition. A lot of players have left, manager left as well. Um, so they are managerless as we go into the game. So Town have had a week off as well. So we're supposed to play Cheltenham again in the League Cup, but Cheltenham, um, I guess, forfeited. Um, and so Town got a weekend off and we'll be looking to continue the great form this season so far. And Tash Nomas 
in unbelievable goal scoring form, Seb. Ten goals in five games. She scored in every single goal in September. Wow. She's wow. player of the month, so she will be looking to get on the score sheet again in October and continue continue that run. Um, and we wish them all the best on the road. But let's talk about home comforts, shall we? And pressed on. Um, and we're in this. House. I don't know. <laughs> you charm me. I've, I don't know where I'm going tonight. Um, uh, what's in here? Drinking. What's, what's in this? I don't know. Uh, this is the weirdest situation, possibly of any pre-match we've had in in terms of this is the first time we're playing Preston this season. Oh, actually, no, it isn't because we played them in pre-season. Um, and you were there. You were there in person. I watched it on Town TV, or it might have been iFollow as it was then. And yeah, what do we learn from that? I guess, and, and what's changed. Uh, they were crap, and we were really, really were good. Were they? Yeah, they were crap. Okay, I thought they weren't they any equal. No, they were crap. I'll, I'll just talk over you. They were, they were, <laughs> they were, they were rubbish. They were really bad on the night. Hello, I, Preston I fans, by the way. I can't remember if they had players missing, but yeah, we we tore them to pieces, especially in the first half. I, I think the score, I think it finished, was it three two four three something like that? I can't remember. You were uh, there, I know, but it was Come three on. months ago. I'm, I'm getting old. I can't remember everything. I think it was three two, but that absolutely yeah. flattered them because we had so many chances. And <laughs> I remember Chaplin scoring an incredible goal from a, a, a broadhead layoff, and yeah, we were so good that night. And that's why I was really really surprised at how they kind of find themselves in the in the league table so far this year. They started like a absolute train uh, go, uh, going great guns at the start of the year. There are some numbers that we'll come on to which maybe suggest that that, that kind of performance wasn't overly sustainable. Well, they've had this draw against Rotherham and that's kind of knocked the wind out of their sails a little bit. And that's been followed up with a 4-0 defeat last weekend to West Brom. And as we saw last night, a 3-0 defeat to, uh, to, to, to Leicester away at Leicester, which isn't an easy place to go, obviously. And that's kind of, since the last international break, they've definitely had the stuffing knocked out of them a little bit. So they'll be wanting to go into the next international break, I guess, taking a point and looking to, to regroup in that time off. <laughs> um, promotion given, not a train, a locomotive. Uh, train puns, very welcome here, though. I'm not sure we can beat that one there. Thank you for that one. Uh, yeah, this kind of recent run of results. I mean, it's... It was a 4-0 against West Brom and a 3-0 yep. against Leicester, as you mentioned. Yep. So seven goals conceded in the last two. And having watched those goals back, pretty lousy defending, actually. I think there was obviously a strategy against Leicester, as most teams are going to do away at Leicester, is try and shut up shop, isn't it? And try and get them on the break. Leicester are just too yeah. good. Albeit Preston, I think, missed some chances that might have given them a foothold in the game and made it very different. But I think they tried to do what Hull did and make the, make the pitch narrow and... Leicester just got the overloads and West Brom similarly. Um, and a lot of the goals that we've scored of late, particularly I'm thinking the, the Burns and Chaplin goals from Hull are quite similar to the goals that uh, Preston are conceding at the moment. There's always an, they're always seemingly an extra man left over. The defense is quite narrow and therefore you get these, as I said, these overloads and yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they change strategy because at the moment it's it isn't working for them just sum up the the whole season so far in terms of points and you know key results we mentioned the the recent ones but prior to that it'd been pretty good hadn't it it had been from a results point of view yeah they're currently seeing third with 20 points from 10 games so the magical two points per game number even taking into account these last two weeks of, of heavy defeats played 10 won six drawn two lost two scored 13 goals conceded 13 goals so they have scored the fewest in the top six and they've conceded the most in the top six their away form is eight points from the five games played so pretty reasonable wins against Sheffield United and Stoke draws against Bristol and Rotherham and the defeat last night on Wednesday night uh, to Leicester the overall home and away is two wins two losses and a draw in the last five those wins have been at home to Plymouth and Birmingham the away draw to Rotherham we've mentioned and these two hammerings in the last kind of five days or so uh, with West Brom and, uh, and, and Leicester their XG is 10 they've scored 13 goals the XG is 10, so they are outperforming their XG at the moment, uh, and they've created eight uh, sorry eight big chances missed. Is the 19th in the league, so the sixth worst in the league. So when I was doing the research for this, it kind of gave me vibes of us in 2017, 2018, when we win five in a row, four in a row, five in a row. I think it was, wow. but we all kind of sat here and thought mm, these we'll underlying numbers. Yeah, the underlying numbers aren't amazing. And if you look at some of the kind of stats behind the the results, they won four games against the likes of Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday and Preston and Plymouth. But the XG were in the favour of the opposition in four out of those five games. So, you know, it's one of those where yes, they've done really, really well, but overall, you know, is there a bit of luck? Are they are they going to get found out at some point? I would suggest maybe that's the case given the, the last two results. 
Yeah, Moby here in the chat agrees with you as well. I'm not sure yeah. if he's that one. Um, but yeah, um, big shout out to our mate Callie, who's done a £10 super chat. Thank you so much. Legend. Massimo, he says, aha. Um, thank you very much for your support of the podcast, Callie. As always, uh, if folk want to do likewise, there is a button to do it in the chat. But otherwise, a thumbs up is very much appreciated as well. And if you're listening on podcasts as well, just quickly stick a five stars in, particularly in iTunes, you can just quickly stick five stars in. So that is the kind of support that we love as well. But Callie, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, friend, um, for your generosity. Um, is there a, you've got here kind of this, the teams they've beaten. Is it a sense of playing teams at the right time as well, perhaps, as part of this? Um, we talked about Sunderland have finally found their feet. So yeah. good time to play them was when we when we did. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, absolute basket case. Um and uh, Neil Thompson in the dugout, I think, for them against Darabore's Huddersfield. So that'll be interesting. But we wish town legend Neil Thompson all the best there. But Swansea, Stoke, Plymouth have kind of been up and down as well, haven't they? Birmingham, I guess, been okay. But yeah. Maybe, as you say, kind of fixtures helpful in regard of picking up points early doors. Is there something to read into that? I think so. I think the fixture list might have been a bit kind to them and now they're kind of going up against what West Brom are fifth, I think, at the moment. Leicester, obviously, top of the league above us, probably heading for, you know, 90-something points this season if they continue the way they're going. I think that the run they had, those wins they had were against teams you probably might expect them to do well or do okay against. We kind of view them as probably a what a side somewhere between 12th and 15th is that fair I would say mid mid table or slightly lower I would imagine in most people's predictions at the start of the season and mm. if you're in there then the kind of teams you've played the likes of Stoke were a bit of a mess you know Plymouth were still kind of finding their feet a little bit Birmingham had dropped off Sunderland was a was a really impressive win but I think it was the third game of the season they were still finding their feet a little bit so I think they've they've been played kind with the fixture list however the the last two results the West Brom and the Leicester show when you go up against sides in this division who are you know ruthless and maybe from the the upper echelons and they will start to struggle yeah, do you want to talk to us about last season as well? We kind of dealt with the Leicester game and how very attritional it might have been for them. And you kind of quote from Ryan Lowe, disappointed but proud. I'm, I'm not so sure about that one. But talk to us about last season, mid-table, is kind of where we expect them to finish this season. And it's very much where they finished last season. It was, yeah, 12th with 63 points, missed out on the playoffs by by six points. They uh, they scored less goals. They only scored 45 goals last season. That was less than two of the relegated sides in Reading and Blackpool. So goal scoring is a, is an issue. They ended the season really poorly. They had four defeats and a draw in the last five games. And there was a bit of toing and froing between the manager and the fans at points. Not not kind of Mick McCarthy levels towards the end of us, but a couple of digs on either side and boos and that kind of thing. So it wasn't necessarily a, a happy home life last season. Now, although the league position was was pretty good compared to some of the, you know, they're not a parachute side. They've been in the in the championship for a good few years. It must be their eighth or ninth season on the bounce in the championship, having come back up from from League One. So it's, you know, a, a solid, steady kind of season, but, but they didn't certainly pull up any trees. No. And let's talk briefly about our history with Preston. I... Let's let's start with this because we'll put this to the chat. I can't recall too many pleasant memories about playing Preston. Um, we'll talk about the last time we played them in competitive action. We were both there and it was an absolute freaking nightmare. Um, I'm just warming up to that F-bomb, by the way. I've come from flipping to freaking. Um, but I, any positive memories you can recall of playing Preston? I've got a commentary clip. That has okay. one, but I remember in the early two thousands under Big Fat Joe, we, they were a side we would normally beat pretty comfortably. Tommy Miller always used to score against Preston, if I remember correctly. Not necessarily penalties either. So I remember them being a fairly easy team to kind of dispatch. I remember a horror four nil at Portman Road on a blaking hot Aiden bank holiday. Collins played, yes. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. David Nugent obviously played for them, obviously, oh, and scored his customary couple Aiden of goals. Nugent. But that was the the, the the season with Sam Parkin and Nicky Forster after Coochie, Miller and Bent all left. So I think that was kind of a bit of a reality check of what we were now going to face. But like you say, apart from that, in recent times, I can't remember too many amazing games against them. And like you said, the last time we faced them was at Deepdale in, in um, April 2019. We were both, I think it was Good Friday, Friday, wasn't it? We were both there and we lost 4-0. We got a pie, didn't we? Or a drink or something. We got a voucher for being there, I think. Because it was a bank holiday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Good Friday. Um, yeah, hammered 4-0. I remember Caden Jackson playing a, furrowing a, 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 an awful kind of thing up front on his own, getting no support whatsoever, and we were absolutely awful. It was a week after we, the relegation was confirmed at home to Birmingham, and we were absolutely shocking that day. 
Yeah. Uh, should, we do, should we try and find a positive memory to give us a f- positive feeling going into Saturday? Go on, cue up um, the clip. Here's my here's a commentary quiz. Uh, I want to know um, what the game was, scoreline, season, as much information as you can give me. And um, what a pleasure it is to have some Peter Drury commentary, which should help you age it as well. Paulock. Richards. Wilness. Coochie. Westlake. Oh, referee's waved it on. And Bent. He deserves a goal. He's got a terrific goal. He's a super player. And Ipswich are a very, very watchable team. I enjoyed that because I think you could change the players' names for this current team and it would sound very similar to that i was going to say exactly the same thing yeah if you replace slaggy davis harness davis chaplin it's basically the goal of the night with the same line saying they're a very watchable team yeah so yeah, we'll come back and we'll give you that before we start talking about us um but yeah if, you, if anyone can place that goal uh from the scoreline or the season or the date um then uh, let us know um yeah we've dealt with uh, let's talk about ryan Lowe then you yep. mentioned Sometimes a bit of acrimony between him and the fans, but yeah, generally he's done a good job there, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been there a couple of coming up a couple of years. He was appointed in December 2021. He's managed 87 games, 135, drawn 23, lost 29. So 1.47 points per game, which gets you mid-60s across a season, which is currently what they got last year and probably puts you in that just kind of just off the playoffs kind of uh, kind of territory. Known for his spell at Plymouth, obviously, he left Berry to go to Plymouth and then he moved on from there and Stephen Schumacher took over at Plymouth and became a rival for us in the last couple of years. But yeah, there are these like a, a few kind of acrimonious kind of, you know, things between the between himself and the fans. There was a triple substitution in September 2022, which was universally booed at Deepdale with chance of you don't know what you're doing ringing around the oh. ground. And then in February this year, February 2023, they lost to Bristol City at home. They were on an awful run. They took one point between November and early February at, at Deepdale. It was a horrendous run of form. Uh, and he came out after the game and said he was the, the victim of disgusting, unacceptable abuse. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's not been a happy home life. I guess a, a good start, however, will kind of bring some bring some goodwill and some good love back between the the, the, the players and the, uh, sorry, the fan and the manager. He, he came out and said, I don't feel I need to rebuild any kind of bridges. I'll do that on the pitch. And, you know, our performances will will bring love back. Um, that was, yeah, Rob's just mentioned there on, on YouTube, wasn't it the Preston where the outfield player Gallagher went in goal? That was Paul Lambert's first game at Portman Road. Should have won it. Making a cracking save from Danny Rowe. Dipping yes. volley from the edge of the volley. box. Yeah. Gallagher tipped it over, yeah. And if we'd have won that one, follow it up with Reading the week later, we go 2-0 up. We would have stayed one. up. Yeah, and then we would have probably got promoted the next season under Lambert. So, well, slide indoors sure. moment there, Rob, isn't it? But yeah, I remember that game. And um, didn't um, Jordan Roberts play pretty well in that game? He played up front, I think. He was the focal point, yeah. On the penalty, on got, got the keeper sent off, didn't he? I think, I think. so, yeah. He was, the, he was the lone kind of striker holding up the ball with the back-to-goal kind of role. So, yeah, what a time to be alive. Jordan Roberts leading your front line. <laughs> um, we've all, yeah, well, um, and now look where we are. Some pretty big um, arrivals, some some money spent there. Not Plymouth, yeah. um, Preston, sorry. Typically a, a team that lives within their means quite well. Um, I'm trying to remember if... I don't think there are any big departures. So obviously this is money that's generated, I don't know, from maybe previous seasons or I don't know, good revenue, I don't know. But some seven-figure sums spent, Seb. They spent some money, yeah. I don't know why I was was trying to figure out. Good revenue, that that well-known business term, good revenue. That's how business works, mate. Well done, I'm I'm like Evan Davis. I'm here teaching you all about business. I'm like the Alan Sugar of the Blue Monday podcast. Businesses need to make revenue, people. All right. Good revenue, though. Good revenue. revenue. Not bad, yeah. (laughs) Don't go there. (laughs) I was about to quote the day-to-day. Keep going. They signed some players for big money in the summer. Talk they did. Yeah, they did. Can you pronounce the first guy's name for me, please? Because I can't remember how to pronounce it. Um, Malutin Osmajic. There's the pro there. Yeah, left forward slash striker. Came in for a, a club record fee, which means it's over or around two million quid. He's coming from Cadiz in Spain. One goal in five starts. He's kind of strong with a decent bit of pace around him. Mads Frankier Jensen. He he played in that preseason friendly. I remember him starting against us. He's uh, he started the season. 
kind of featuring. He's dropped out the side in recent weeks. He was a 1.3 million pound signing from Odens BK in Norway. He's got one goal, two assists in nine appearances. He kind of again plays the ten or kind of wide left, but he's not featured that much in recent weeks after starting the season in pretty decent form. Jack Watmore's come in from uh, Wigan, centre back experience. You know, you know what you're going to get from him. Ex Pompey as well, I think. Dwayne Holmes has come in from Huddersfield on a free. He can kind of play anywhere on the on the three behind the striker. Two goals, two assists in the ten goals so far this season. And somewhere Mullet's heart will be breaking as he flutters his eyelids towards Will Keane because he loves him. And Will Keane moves on a free transfer from Wigan to Preston. He's done quite well, to be fair. He started all right. He's got four goals and one assist in seven appearances. He's just back from injury shock. He missed about three weeks in September, but he featured against West Brom and against Leicester. So if I was a betting man, I'd imagine he'll probably come into the side against us at the weekend. Yeah, and he... I mean, me- memory of two seasons ago was the North Stand baiting him when we yeah, played Wigan. Don't do that again. So maybe don't do that, folks. Yeah, and no. then he's, and there was no reason for it as well. I, one of the he triggered quite a few people. Wilkin, I know that team uh, that time was really crap, wasn't it? And a lot of people frustrated with the situation we found ourselves. But I remember he got abuse on his debut at Accrington in the FA Cup, didn't he? We lost to Accrington. Yeah. We were there, weren't we, for that one? And some guys were waited near the tunnel to shout at him. And, and he said, I've been here two days, didn't he? I remember yeah, it's saying, like, so. what the f- WTF, I'm, yeah. I'm warming up to it. Um, I think I think people booed him because, obviously, Lambert didn't know how to use him, did he? Mm. You know, he's a, he's a player who, when you want the ball to feet, maybe in a slightly withdrawn role at his time with us would have been best kind of, you know, pinging passes out wide. Lambert used him as a target man. He was hoofing the ball to him. Because he was tall, he must have been, what, 6'1", 6'2". I think people just expected him to be able to, you know, a la prime James Scowcroft kind of, you know, hold the ball up and bring others into play and flip the ball on. And that, that wasn't his game at all. And I think people got frustrated with it, which was in no way his fault. It was a sign of the crap manager he had at the time coaching. Yeah, and he's a clever player, very clever player. I'm glad that he's got his career back on track. Obviously, there was a point where maybe injuries were going to completely um, scupper his, his playing career. So he's done really well, and he's a threat, um, really smart player. And, you know, he's kind of player you kind of think would do really well under under McKenna, I guess, most players. We had links, didn't we? We, were, we, had, we had a few links of him coming back. Again, I don't – I never – when those links were happening, I never thought he would be anywhere near athletic enough to play the, the pressing role that McKenna wants personally mm. as, the, as the focal point. I, I don't think he'd have that in his game. Maybe a 10, perhaps, but yeah. yeah. And, and no kind of major departures. We talked about some big money signings, as I say. Um, Daniel Johnson joined Stoke. We know about that. We talked about him a few weeks back to be reunited with Alex Neal. Um, Bambo Diaby went to Sheffield Wednesday and it had an absolute stinker versus Sunderland. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm not necessarily surprised they let and, him and go. Mid, and midweek as well. I uh, did he as well. Yeah, um, he kind of falls over at the touchline and the player cuts it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and in terms of system then, we've, we've kind of talked about maybe well, changing to a more contained, um, at least philosophy against the bigger teams. It'd be interesting to see how that pans out on Saturday. But formation by Seb, tell us what we might be able to expect. Well, they went three four one, three four two one for the first kind of eight games of the season. They were religious to it. Three at the back. Imagine us when McKenna took over with the two narrower number tens. We were playing Selina and Chaplin, weren't we? Behind either Norwood or or uh, Macaulay Bond. That's what they've been playing for the uh, uh, for the vast majority of the season. But he changed it to a four four one one away at Leicester to try and keep things tight. I guess to deny if, you, if you're playing three at the back and wing backs, naturally players can exploit space in behind the fullbacks, can't they? So I guess maybe that was to try and counteract some of Leicester's more advanced kind of wide players and he changed it to this 4-4-1-1 and it did kind of work for the first it, it took 60 minutes for Leicester to get the to get the breakthrough and even that goal came with a bit of luck the ball kind of falls to Dewsbury Hall who who fires home and they had a good chance just before half time with Dwayne Holmes who kind of he wasn't through one-on-one but he was through on goal and ended up putting it wide so you know the 4-4-1-1 did work to a certain degree so I wouldn't be surprised if he tries that again against us because Mark Beck put it in our telegram group they'll be desperate Thanks, for a point here yeah they'll, they'll be desperate for okay. a point won't they they will Bex. want they they will, want, they they will want a point to go into the international break they want to stop this right if yeah. they come to us and get pumped three nil again you know you're talking what 10 goals conceded in the last three games going into the, this international break and that's that's not a great place to be for any manager so i think they might do the 4-4-1-1 again try and keep it tight they'll have seen what happens with sides try and play football against us they'll have seen the joy that huddersfield perhaps got last week going a bit more direct and i think we can expect that kind of Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. Yeah, should we talk about the kind of person, the, the, the names we mentioned, some of the signings, obviously, um, some of the, the key personnel. One player that I like um, is the right back, Dan Potts. Um, he's getting on a little bit, but is yeah, gets up, creates chances. Um, has got the kind of Will Keen man bun as well, so I don't confuse the two of them. Um, I quite like him. Um, we'll talk about Alan Brown, who's, who's closing in on 400 appearances for Preston. Um, been there since 2014, so he's a he's a stalwart, isn't he? But um, any other names that you want to, or other details you want to share with us on key personnel? Yeah, Alan Brown's the captain, like you say, a bit of a club stalwart. He missed last night against Leicester with illness, but he's expected to be back for Saturday. Two assists, 52 touches per game is what he averages, so likes to get involved. He can either play deeper as the kind of number six or number eight or push on to the, one of the number 10 roles behind the striker when they were playing that kind of formation. Freddie Woodman, the goalkeeper, signed from Newcastle. Only two clean sheets in the 10 games this season. Only averages two saves per match, which is the lowest in the league. I thought he was quite is a decent that a good thing or a bad them. thing? That's what I can't work out. Well, come on and discuss discuss their kind of stinginess they're quite good away from home at restricting teams to chances but I couldn't work out if that was a good thing or a bad thing or not um Liam Lindsay center back big boy six foot three <laughs> uh got a couple of goals so far this season so don't go technical a, don't go technical a, come on that's up there with your good revenue uh, out there with a, uh, a couple of goals this season. And they've got a few names people will recognise. Robbie Brady, him of up the road and him of big money move to Burnley. He's a bench option mainly these days. Can fit in multiple positions down the left-hand side. Ben Woodburn, do you remember him? Liverpool, yeah. Wales player, Liverpool kind of hot prospect. He's there again, bit of a bench option. And then they bought on these kids against Leicester. The the the, the, the kind of the, the squad depth isn't incredible. They've got Kean Best and Noah Maweni. They're both 18. They came off the bench uh, against Leicester. So they do have youth on the bench. And do you remember Di Cornell? Do you remember that day we announced oh, Stephen Ward, Ollie Hawkins and Di Cornell? What a day that was. He is their backup keeper. So another one with a man bun. I think I've got... Brad and Dan Potts mixed up. It's Brad Potts who plays for Preston. Thank you for someone's asked a question which caused me to check it. Dan Potts, I think, is might be related to Steve Potts, says FBO Tractor, but it's Brad Potts who plays for Preston. Apologies. Um, so yeah, die Cornell. Yeah, let's move on from that. <laughs> any any tactical any kind of statistical analysis that we can kind of glean from how they might set up away from home, Seb? Yeah, they the, the nine shots on goal per game is the joint fourth worst in the league. So we discussed earlier their goal scoring is an issue. So if you only take nine shots, you're not going to score many goals. Uh, 66% passing accuracy is the second worst in the league. So not amazing. This is what they're good at, though. Eight shots conceded per game is the best in the league. So they I wonder can how be much quite... that's changed in the last week, though. No, no, this was as of today. This included the Leicester games. The, the yeah, but I wonder what it was today, before. But... Oh, it would have been even yeah. lower, wouldn't it? Yeah, indeed. So they are quite good at that. I guess they're a well-coached, well-drilled side. So read into that what you will. 12 interceptions is the third best in the league. Two of their five away goals have come from set pieces. They're they're not really a short passing side. They've averaged 269 short passes, which is the fifth lowest in the league per game. And 73 long balls per game is the joint highest in the league. So read into that what you will. I can see a lot of people, well, some people in the chat are saying this has got kind of Lincoln 
this time last year. Vibes, yeah. not just because it's Blue Monday Live, and that inevitably means a one-all draw. But I can see what people are saying. The the crucial thing on Saturday will be for us to score first. If they score and have something to hold on to, then it will become really frustrating. I think. Yeah. Well, should we talk about us in a second? I'll, I'm going to do the other side of the commentary quiz. Um, a few people have got the right score line, but not the right season. Um, so um, let's find out. And well, let's remind you of the goal. It's a pretty pretty tidy goal, actually. Horlock. Richards. Willis. Kuchi. Westlake. Oh, referee's waved it on. And Bent. He deserves a goal. He's got a terrific goal. He's a super player. And Ipswich are a very, very watchable team. For those listening on the podcast, that is 0405 October, the end of October 2004, Ipswich 3, Preston 0. And a very Kieran McHenry type goal that wasn't it Seb I mean a quality finish from Bent top right hand corner from edge of the box but lovely passing move and as we said it was such very watchable aren't they so lovely goal nice little flick from Coochie was it and the defender does his best to completely take out Westlake but the referees play on and yeah a lovely lovely goal yeah and uh, actually that was the one in 2004 by the way 0405 that was from um let's talk about us then and get your thoughts about the team lineup here because I think of all of the weeks where we've been dealing with what configuration Kieran McKenna is going to go for, I think this is probably the toughest to try and predict because obviously it's a three-game week, international break coming up, so we had an opportunity to rest in players. But I wonder whether McKenna's got a tactical plan up his sleeve that might surprise us, similar to Wolf and um, Burgess and Edmondson on Tuesday night, for example. Is this a game, for example, for... Amari Hutchinson. Um, yeah. Is this a game for Freddie Ladapo, you said? Give yeah. us your thoughts. I think Hurst will start up front, but I think potentially Broadhead and Hutchison might get some game time because they're the kind of players who can produce those moments of magic, which you might well need against a kind of relatively low block side that's going to kind of sit there and say, go on, try and take us on. They're the two that you could maybe look to unlock things in the in the in maybe the wide positions. He does like to rotate in three game weeks. Do you think the fact that, that there were no subs made until the 75th minute on uh on Tuesday night could have a bearing and maybe suggest that there are going to be some rotation. There's going to be some rotation in this game, and he was kind of leaving players out there to get the maximum number of minutes in their legs before taking them off. Uh, I don't know. Um, Tommy suggests Broadhurst, my Broadhead. Right? Telegram has, re- has rewired my brain on Broadhead. Broadband. I know, broadband. Broadsword. Um, Broad I, I, I think the timing of the substitutions is maybe a bit misleading because obviously, how long delay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the player down with the fractured eye socket. Um, <laughs> more serious than I think a lot of us thought at the time. Um, I think well, that might have skewed well, things. I wasn't laughing. I was I was incredulous at, at the time. It looked he still should have gone off the pitch, though, shouldn't he? Still the referee didn't the manage that situation yeah. particularly The ref was well, crap. Yeah, I think one of those ones where you're kind of in, completely unaware and just get a little bit frustrated. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm i not sure. That I, means if you start broadhead, you've got to drop harness. He was excellent. He was so yeah. good. A lot of people was man of the match on, on Tuesday night, wasn't yeah. he? Luongo and Morsey in central midfield just reunited like they'd never been away and they were superb. But Luongo doesn't tend to play three games on the road. But then you've got this this week off, but then he's going to be involved in Australia. So he's not going to get a straight two-week break. So it's a real conundrum what he does. Cameron Burgess came out after the game. We we speculated in the in the live show straight out after that it must be some sort of knock or some sort of injury, but it wasn't. It was tactical because he thought that you know that Hull would try and show Edmondson onto his onto his right foot, and that was a, a tactical ploy. So does Burgess come straight back in? It's a it's a really interesting one, isn't it? No matter what mm. he does, there are going to be some excellent players from Tuesday night who are going to drop out and feel feel hard done by. I think. Yeah, I I I think pace is the answer um yeah. a has put fast beat in the box please I, I quite agree with that one but i think the the overlaps the the wide overloads are really critical i wonder whether harry clark might get a nod because of i think he's probably a little bit more pacey than williams but that would be harsh on williams and yeah. if you bring in hutchinson hutchinson and williams have developed this understanding so man it's a really difficult one to call and i think where it we're is. going is we're not going to try and guess it, but we think we think there might be changes. Said we, it's, we'd be surprised if it's the same eleven that started Hull, right? 
I would be, yeah. I mean, obviously, after a 3 0 performance like that, the logical thing to do is not to change anything because everyone was superb, uh, all the full one to 11. But in a, in a three game week, I'd, I'd be very surprised. And McKenna's so intelligent with his man management, isn't he? You know, if he, even if he does drop Harness, drop Edmondson, drop uh, Burns, for example, you know, players come in to replace them, they will know that there's a good reason behind it and they'll still feel involved and they'll still contribute when they come off the bench. And, and yeah, we can have total faith in him to do the right thing as he, as he always does. Yeah, let's have a look at see what folk have got to say in the chat. Um, Ashley, I thought the whole game would be tougher. I'm expecting a slightly easier game, he reckons. Um, Stuart McKenna will have a plan to unlock them. I think we've suggested that. Um, a, as we said, Saturday could be a grind. We need to give the team 100%, 100% support. You just Michael, score first, don't you? Score first. Yeah, so it's so, not really so, an issue. So Michael's point here, will we sit back and try and pull them on to us to find spaces behind? I don't think we will. I think Preston will want to sit in and low block, won't they? So yeah. I think it's the onus is on us to attack them, isn't it? And and they'll want set-piece danger and they'll want counter-attack danger. So I think it might be one where, you know, we haven't too often this this season. As we debated after a whole 50-50 possession, wasn't it, on Tuesday night, which yeah. was weird. But yeah. I think this will be one where we have 60% possession, won't it? The question is whether we can find the key chance to make to you know to convert to get the goal eric's going for hutchinson coming in as we say wouldn't be a surprise um and stuart agrees this is one for hutchinson spoiler he'll finally win a penalty keep that hold that thought um when we come to the predictions we talked about the fast feet in the box from a um rob i'd be very surprised if hutchinson didn't start shooting from outside the box could be vulnerable uh, valuable too so taylor Likely to get plenty of minutes too, I reckon. Interesting thought there. Um, Gillian mentions I I play Hutchinson as much as possible um, while, while we have him. Um, so yeah, but Colin Harness deserves to start again. Uh, yeah, so um, here's Ipswich Town Old Boy. It's very unusual for a manager to change centre-backs for tactical reasons. Kim McKenna not shy about making that sort of decision. So anything is possible in this hyper-plastic squad, Seb. Hyper-plastic. Super flexible. We're going to have to nick hyperplastic. Thank you, Ipswich. Oh, boy, for that one. Uh, Stuart doesn't believe Harness is the right one for that. Romeo expecting Burgess to come back. Um, so, yeah, I think the conclusion is we, we don't rightly know. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> got a clue what he's going to do. But a lot of people saying Hutchison should come in. I, I see the logic for that one. So I guess you're probably going to be resting Burns. He'll go away with Wales when mm. he looks to get a couple of caps, but he's kind of, I guess he, he can play left if, if Broadhead isn't up to it yet. If, if there's any doubts over Broadhead, no need to risk him. You could play Hudson left again. I just, I do like Hudson on the right coming in onto that left foot. He caused Huddersfield no end of problems doing that. And I do like him in that role. Yeah. We will um, give our thoughts on the game in a, in a short while. We will do some predictions. So get your predictions in, in the chat as well. We've also got a couple of tickets to give away for Blue Monday Live at Portman Road on Saturday. So whoever comes up with the most outlandish or eye-catching prediction or the prediction with the most working that enables us to understand their thinking, I think, Seb, we will give them one or two free tickets, whatever they want. Um, let us know. And we'll also do some questions as well. So plenty of time for questions. If you stick a cue at the start, I will know. Um, I'm not particularly clever as we've figured out throughout tonight. So a cue at the start will give me an idea. There. So the question and we'll come back and deal with those when we finish. But let's do some bits and pieces of information. As always, we are brought to you in partnership with the Graham Pub. Perfect pre-match venue, Seb, for Saturday. And we are hoping to have a lot of people there. I'll be filling my boots from the Greyhound menu to give me the energy for Blue Monday Live in the evening. And we've also got our mate Gab Sutton joining us pre-match yeah. as well, don't we? Yeah, can't wait. Good to see Gab. I've never met him in person. It's always been on a Zoom or some sort Ooh, of... Will he be tall or will he be will he be short? It's one of those ones, isn't it? Where you meet someone and like having only seen the kind of their face and... Yeah. It's like, oh man, you're six foot five. I had no idea. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to catch up with Gab. Gab gives excellent analysis. Make sure you give him a follow on uh, on, on on X or Twitter as it used to be. Uh, check out his YouTube channel as well. Excellent, superb analysis from the from the lower leagues via Gab. He's brilliant. So it'd be great to see him. Hopefully we've got some sort of booth or pod reserved at the Greyhound for us. Come along and meet us. It'll be great to see as many of you as we can before the game and then hopefully see as many as you can after the game for Blue Monday Live, which we are really, really looking forward to. Yes, and if you haven't heard about it, I mean, where we have haven't you mentioned been? it much, we've we've kept it quiet. It's <laughs> not really been a focus of attention for the last month or so. Trip feeding it in. Luke Chambers is our special guest. We're really excited to chat to him um, about the Preston game, about his ITFC career, and 
anything else and obviously you guys um the folks attending on the night can put your questions to the town great as well we'll have plenty of giveaways and fun and games and the usual kind of blue monday chat but also we are um delighted that the club have let us have extended opening in bts as well so even if you're not coming down to the event and just want to hang out with us after the game you can do that and then we have to kick you out <laughs> so we go downstairs to go for the event tickets still available if you are on the fence it will be great fun it's just a great opportunity seb to meet up and chat football hang out with town with fans town talking fans. about football yeah hang out with town fans talking about football talking about how great Rose. we are it's been i mean the last two have been fantastic atmospheres and they were after one all draws against stoke and against uh cheltenham so yeah come and see us things are amazing at the moment what could be better than spending time in the company of fellow town fans and an absolute legend and uh and yeah come and see us it'll be a fantastic evening. and luke chambers as well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you can get to the link to get your tickets is in the YouTube um, description and also on the podcast description as well. You can get them right up to the event, but please do me a favor because um, my OCD will be off the charts on Saturday trying to make sure everything works. Um, it would make my life so much more stress free if people could buy their tickets rather than rocking up at 20 past seven and trying to sort it out at the turnstile. So yeah, more please. details. I'll, I'll be on the door doing the ticket. Yeah, Seb will be like, manning. Seb will yeah. be kicking. If you haven't if got a ticket, your name's not in. down, you're not coming in. Exactly right. So yeah, we hope to see lots of you then. And um, But if you're unable to join, and we know a lot of people are unable for various reasons, we will be back on Sunday for the usual flagship show. Looking back on Preston, it'll be me in the host chair with Dave and Craig. So we'll give you all of our insights and you can get involved in the usual live discussion as well on Sunday night, 8 p.m. And other than that, join us on Telegram, our messaging group. Um, the match day chat will kick off five o'clock tomorrow evening. We'll be talking all about Preston and our pre-match plans, but the football debate, whether it's ITFC or anything else and cricket at the moment continues over on Telegram, two week free trial. And then there's a subscription thereafter. But if you subscribe and get your free trial right now, you can get a discount on your blue Monday ticket. So win, win, win. Um, and you get to chat to, well, there's hundreds of people in that Telegram, not hundreds, but three figure sum isn't it of people in there so the chat is never ending there so do join us there everything you need whether that's blue monday uh, live tickets the links to our our podcast our socials and the telegram group blue monday itfc.co.uk let's do some predictions Do get your predictions for Ipswich Preston in on the chat. And if you want to predict any other games, there's a, a lot of you who like the predicting the Norwich game as well. So feel free to get that. We'll put as many on the screen as we can. Let me do a recap of where we stand in the in the standings. Weird. Um, I'm catching you. I'm coming for Hell. you, Seb Brown. I'm coming for you. Another round win for me by one point over our mate Jules, thank you, Jules, so much for um, stepping up and predicting for Telegram over September. Sully is in the Telegram hot seat now. We'll see what he's got to say for himself. Um, any games, Seb, jumping out? What I will say is that I foresaw this weekend coming when we were trying to plan for the Blue Monday live event because there's a load of derbies. You've got derbies, Birmingham, yeah. West Brom and Sunderland Borough. Um, what's your take on those whilst I hastily redo the screenshot because I left all of the blooming working and formalism professionalism is yeah it's a Birmingham against West Brom is a is obviously the local West Midlands derby Sunderland Middlesbrough and I guess you could kind of say Sheffield Wednesday against Huddersfield is a oh that's a different kind well. of derby Yorkshire, isn't it yeah Darren Darren Moore, Moore taking, derby taking Huddersfield back there to the now managerless Sheffield Wednesday in the least surprising news of all time Isco Munoz was fired uh, was it today or was it yesterday I can't remember um, on the day yeah, we record yeah today. the Thursday yeah. yeah Mark Hughes left Bradford and, and Neil Harris left Gillingham as well so there was a bit of a a, a raft of managerial uh, sackings today Black but yeah weekend of, a weekend of, of derbies i guess this league is so hard to predict last week i'm fairly sure we all had leads down to comfortably beat southampton didn't we i think i said three one somebody might have said i think jules might have said two or three nil and and look what happened there so whilst it is yeah, a bit of fun the predictions it can be bloody difficult to do sometimes can't it yeah um let's uh, i've did I pad for enough there? Yeah, man. Look, I've done it. I've, I'm well done. quality there. We're we're expecting a a bit of a stalemate in Birmingham. Um, both teams kind of good form. I think Birmingham's 
home advantage, albeit half of the stadium isn't there at the moment because it's being renovated. But West Brom, I think, on a good run up to They've fifth. They've run under the radar a little bit, West Brom. Yeah, they, they have. Kind of, you know, sneaking up there. So, yeah. But I think that well home form weeks. negates a little bit of West Brom's current form. Okay. So yep. that's yep. why I think I've gone for the draw and both you and Sully think likewise. Yeah. Um, you are thinking another draw at Sunderland Borough as well. It's a derby game, so the old cliche is form goes out the window. So you look at it on paper, although although Middlesbrough have started to get their get their act together a little bit with the the, the awful start they've had, they're now playing catch up. But yeah, form does tend to go out the window a little bit. So a draw there wouldn't surprise me. You've gone for a narrow Sunderland win though, yeah? Yeah, I think home advantage uh, stadium alike. I yeah. just think the home advantage is possibly. And Sunderland going great guns as well, you know, Borough. Yeah, yeah. Can they sustain this this run is the big question mark, whereas Sunderland are doing it week in, week out, and another positive victory for them midweek as well. So that's that's my thinking. Um, oh, I just can't. Coventry, Norwich, I'm going for a draw. You're going for, I think it's wishful yeah. thinking by you and Sully, is it, maybe? Ah, they've hit the wall now, haven't they? They started well. They've hit the wall. Barnes is out. Sargent's out. Yeah, if, if the young kid doesn't score, they're struggling. So I'm yeah. worried about Roe and Sarah, though, at Norwich. Um, any other predictions there that you want to name and call out there? Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, I'm not expecting to be a classic. I'm One giving caught- Neil, Neil Thompson the benefit of the doubt. I think off the back of Birmingham beating Huddersfield 4-1 on Tuesday, I just think it will be a don't lose kind of, kind of game. So I'm going nil-nil. I've gone for a uh, I've gone for a one-nil Huddersfield victory. Well, you saw them last week. Were you yeah. impressed, or what? Like Preston in preseason, were they crap? <laughs> no, no. I thought they were. I thought they were okay. I thought they were right against us. You know, Darren Moore knows how to set a, t- a side up to play against Kieran McKenna, doesn't he? You know, we've seen it in the last t- three encounters of the like, two last year and the and the one the season before. So, no, I thought they were okay against us. And I, I think if they were to go there with a similar approach against Wednesday, I think they'll do well because even though Munez is gone, Chanziri is still looming large of everything there, and it won't take much. You know, an early goal again. And then no doubt that the booze and stuff will come out the woodwork, especially with Darren Moore coming back. You know, the, 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 what could have been with him in the dugout for Wednesday might have been so different. So I think they'll go there and get a, a narrow win. And one game that caught my eye is QPR Blackburn. Blackburn are in trouble, you know. I was looking at the league table. They came to Portman Road. We discussed how they'll create chances and maybe can't take them. Played some lovely football, scored three goals, cracking goal by Sammy Smodic, but they're in trouble. That's a that's a really serious game at the bottom of the league on Saturday. Twentieth, well, four yeah. defeats on the bounce. Yeah, they're in they're in trouble. John Dahl Thomas had some frustrations in the summer around transfer business, and yeah, if 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 they were to lose that and suddenly fall into the bottom three going into the international break, he might be bottom. The bottom. Bottom. I said bottom. You said bottom. Yeah, like put it in. Yeah, what's the partridge thing? When you're the bottle. Back of the bottle. Uh, let's have, have a look at the prediction that matters. Ipswich, Preston, a clean sweep of home victories. Also, Neil as well. I'm going yeah. for narrow 1 0 because I think Preston will make it grotty. You're going for the two goals, as is Sully. Any working that you want to share? Any potential goal scorers? Oh, yeah, well, you couldn't name the team. Maybe stay away from that one. I don't know. We'll score in the first 15 minutes and then we will score in the last 15 minutes. There you go. And that's the kind of uh, prediction that might put you in the running for free tickets for Blue Monday Live at Portman Road. Let's see what the chat has to say. Um, A hard-earned 1-0 win, I reckon, says Romeo. I mean, it'd be difficult for me to not give it to Romeo purely because he's matched my prediction and just gives me a, a sense of enormous well-being. That's a that's a blur quote for everyone there. Um, uh, Baron's going for a 2-1 uh, win record. We'll concede to a scrappy goal, then fight back in the second half with a bit of broadhead magic, Port Vale and Cardiff style. Uh, Stuart's going 2-0 and he's given us a 0-0 half-time prediction as well. I love that. Hutchinson wins a pen on 58 to break the deadlock. No idea who takes it this year. Any ideas? Good question. Hurst. Who takes the penalty? Hurst. Hurst. Finally draws Preston out and Ladapo kills the game with a second. I like, off I like that work. Stuart's Stuart, in the running. That's, yeah, that's in the running. Definitely. I like that a lot. Stuart's in the running. Julian's going for a 2 0. Um, good chance we'll see Julian in the Greyhound, I'm sure, on Saturday. Neil's going 2 0. Sully, we already know what you're going for, Sully. You're in the predictions, mate, but you're just reminding us 2 0 for Sully, 3 0 for Colin, 2 0. Uh, Kel's going for a 4 0. That optimism is still there. We love that, Rob. 2 0. Um, Jewel Stewart wants them tickets, class, right? Uh, Steve, 4-0. Um, there you go, Stan Oldboy. Norwich to lose, 7-0. Uh, who are they playing? It doesn't even matter, 7-0. Uh, 4-1, the town says Peter. Uh, Matt's going 3-0. Lee, 3-0 or 5-0? 
Why don't you just split the difference? 4 0. There you go. Um, 9 0 from Moses. Oh, boy. Um, a, early goal, and we win this at a canter, but not surprised if this will be a one goal game. Um, got 2 1 from Stid Cup. 3 0, 4 1s. Um, Mark with a 2 all. Oh, 2 2. Desmond, don't like that. Um, Colin, Coventry 10, Norwich <laughs> nil. That would do me very nicely indeed. Um, just checking, we've got a 4 1 from Nick. Um, what are we saying, Seb? I don't think we've beaten <laughs> Kieran. Kieran's going for a late, <laughs> going for a late clutch. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hail Mary with a 90 nil win. But I think we go Stuart, do we? Yeah, I, th- I, li- I like that scenario. And I could see it playing out. Hutchison wins the penalty. Hurst bangs it home. Ladapa off the bench to seal it. I think that would be uh, I think that'd be a perfect if day. That so- happens as well. Can you imagine? FBL's gone for a 3-1. He has given us the scores as well. Um, and Plymouth 6, Budgies 2, even though I'm not sure. Nor- oh, that was last week. That was last week. So, yeah, Stuart, if you want to DM me at Ipswich or at me on X or email blue monday itfc at gmail.com will sort you out um congratulations and thank you for that and let us know if you want one or two tickets and hopefully we'll see you on saturday um any questions from folk um get them in now uh, we've got a few so we'll come back to those before we say goodbye um but we will check in and see how sully got on in his maiden week and whether it's going to be a a one nil or a two nil shutout or just has anyone gone for the one all the obvious scoreline given it's Blue Monday Live and I think <laughs> didn't see one did I got a two two one all. Cali put it in the Cali put it in the chat I think. So. Oh, did he? Apologies, Cali. To be a one one, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we've cursed it, but yeah, we'll come back and see what we did next week. We won't because there's no show next week because it's the international break. So we'll have to wait two weeks. See well, how quickly brain just whoa, um, back after this. Lots of thoughts here on set pieces. I mean, Eric's gone for a one-all as well, so apologies that I missed those. Um, but, yeah, what else have we got in, in the questions before we say goodbye? I can't see anything, Seb. Um, here you go, Callie. I was going to go 4 nil, but after hearing about those 1-1 one, one on Blue Monday Live Days, I'm not sure I will now. Burgess back in with Hutchinson, he reckons. Um Huddersfield pressed this well and spread the ball well for 75 minutes. Um, an assessment there from Huddersfield in the context of their game. Um, yes, and Matt, if rumours are believed to be believed, you're back on the bottle. Uh, anyone got any questions? Here we go. Ashley, with Evan's injury long term, can you see him being removed from the 25-man squad with a potential for a potential January signing, Seb? Yeah, really sad for him, isn't it? You know, he put the tweet out saying, you know, within the space of a week, he goes from captaining the side against Premier League opposition in a superb comeback victory to, I presume, being out for the season. You're the medical expert, you know, about abductors. MCLs. Do you know about MCLs and how long the recovery time is from surgery for one of those? It's got to be the rest of the season, hasn't it? And do you know what? I didn't even Google it. So I'm going to Google it right now. A medial collateral ligament. Yeah, obviously it's his knee again. He's, it suggests that he's the previous two times he's had it, the last two, he's not finished the season with us, has he? He tends to be kind of January, February time he goes down with one of these injuries. And they kind of said the surgery this time should fix the issue for good. So it sounds like they've tried to avoid surgery in the past and kind of get him back through, through rehab over preseason over the summer. And this time they haven't had a, a choice in the matter. It has to be surgery, but it will fix the problem. But yeah, I, I guess it's, what are we now? Eight, uh, what we've got six months into the season, seven months into the season. I'd be surprised if we see him again. He's out of contract in the summer as well. So from a squad point of view, yes, you probably do remove him from the squad in January to make space for a new addition, be that Idris El Mazzouni on a recall, who knows? Um, and then come the summer, football can be a ruthless business. It, it might well be the last we've seen him in a town shirt, unfortunately yeah and of course we all know that the mcl um keeps your shin bone in place so it's uh, obviously very important thanks um, for that there you go medical science dr woodward yeah. uh, dr woodward like dr brown last week giving his lecture um cali's gone there seb uh we ha- he gave us a super chat so we have to indulge this question uh, when does walton come back in Ugh. or is Ladky number one for the oh he's done it he's done us yeah we both it's sat here we- shirt now isn't it we i think on tuesday we could have i i Having been very much in Team Walton for obvious reasons, I'm massively biased because we interviewed him a couple of years ago, and I, he's one of my favourite Swiss players. But Aladki is just bringing so much extra to this team, isn't he? And doing the business at the other end as well, as it were. 
Yeah, and in the space of a week, we sat here a week ago and said that we know Walton will come back in. It's what should happen. He's the recognised number one. He's the championship-level experienced keeper. And then Flaggy pulls out four huge saves away at Huddersfield to basically win us a point and then gets these two pre-assists. And, yeah, the way he contributes to the way we play, he plays so high, doesn't he? You know, he's on the halfway line and can ping the ball straight back to players to keep the, the waves of attacking momentum going. So my view has changed. It, it's his shirt to lose. Now, I think I assume Walton will get the Fulham game after the international break, but until Flacky either gets suspended for five bookings for time wasting, which he has <laughs> he has calmed down on in the last few weeks, to be fair, um, or drops a clanger, it's surely it's his shirt to lose, isn't it? You can't take him out at this point because he's doing everything right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Callie, let us know your thoughts as well. Be interested to see whether you agree with that or not, um, or whether you're Team Walton or Team Ladkey. I mean, we're Team Ipswich, aren't we? We want the best for the club, and obviously Kieran McKenna will decide what's best anyway. So wouldn't it be funny if Walton starts on Saturday, wouldn't it? None of us saw <laughs> yeah, that one coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for your kind words in the chat. Um, um, advanced warning of a swear alert. Tonight's been different fucking class. So thank you everyone for joining in, in the chat. Hope you enjoyed all of Seb's heavy research on Preston ahead of the big order on Saturday. Um, Neil, fab show, can't wait for Saturday. We're looking forward to seeing you too. What a great season. Got to hope that we sustain it, Seb, don't we? Um, Vlad, very impressive with his feet, says Ipswich Old Boy. He's even having pre-assists or assists. Um, Jules going for Walton to play against Fulham. Yeah. Um, a, how am I I'm bringing with confidence? How am I bringing with confidence? Like, yeah. bringing with confidence is for yeah. it before Walter comes Yeah, like, yeah I, I think that's that. on from A. Yeah, really good comment. Um, so, yeah. And then Callie mentioning Hladke's contract's up. We'll come back to that one another day. We'll maybe deal with that on Sunday because I'm not sure we'll get too many questions. Um, FBO tracks out as Rich find the time to these pods when he's presumably doing double shifts on the A&E. Well, that's where I'm off to you next. And lecturing on good business practice. And good business practice. Yeah, revenue is key, guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. Seb, thank you for your hard work. Um, hopefully, see lots of you in BT's and North of Bobby Robson Suite on Saturday night, along with Luke Chambers. Um, and the rest of the pod team, I think all of us, apart from maybe Craig, I think uh, Craig is unable to make it. But Mikey, Joe, we were unsure. Well, Mikey's definitely there. Joe has made himself available as well. So we are looking forward to seeing all of you there. Tickets via the link on the website or in the description, either for the pod or YouTube. Come and join us at the Greyhound pre-match and Gab as well. Um, and flagship on Sunday, Seb, 8 p.m. as usual. Um, anything? Uh, I'll let you sign off as usual. Come to the Greyhound. Come to Portman Road. Come to Blue La Monday Live. Come, Come on, to where? Blues. Come to where? I know I messed it up. It was oh, doing try so again. well, but I messed it up. Try it again. Come on. I'll... Come to the ground. Come to Portman Road. Come to Blue Monday Live. Come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.